This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back at you again in the 4 o'clock hour. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris L.O., no longer with us. He has uh, stepped away for his duties as uh, women's Aztec basketball announcer. He's uh, transitioned from radio show host to broadcast. Good thing he's coming back, though. Oh, that's right. He is. <laughs> I keep forgetting about that. It's okay. It's okay. Game You're does... usually not on this side of things. He's gonna squeeze. You know, it's just, it's, it's, he's gonna. I, I keep looking at my clock. I'm looking at your clock, <laughs> and you know that's where I get the confusion. He will be back for one more segment before he uh, gets ready for his duties. Uh, two more segments, excuse me, before he gets ready for his duties. All right, uh, Scraby's got a uh, Gwen versus the fan ready. I'm sure he's got my music ready. Uh, Scraby, you want to? Bring everybody in on what the prize is today? Yes, sir. You got two chances for a prize. The first one is going to be you'll be entered to see 38 Special in Las Vegas. After more than four decades together, 38 Special remains a fan-favorite Southern rock band. See the band live in concert on April 28th in the International Theater at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. You qualify for a trip to Las Vegas, including two tickets to the show and a two-night stay at Westgate Las Vegas, plus... You'll have the chance to win. If you do win, you will win a pair of tickets to a Padre Spring training game at the Peoria Sports Complex, and you're qualified for the grand prize. Two tickets to a Padre Spring training game, a $500 Southwest gift card, excuse me, to get you there, and a $500 Visa gift card to find a place to stay. Go to PeoriaSportsComplex.com for tickets and info. Um, Depache. <laughs> yes. What What do you want to say about? It? Did you have you listened to any Depeche Mode lately? I have not. I have not. I just wanted to know who ended up. Do you know who ended up winning that prize? I don't um, believe. No, I do not. No, I do not. Okay. All right. Started to ask. Okay. I got, uh, I got a couple. I got a couple of people who called me and uh, ridiculed me for saying Depeche. Depeche. Was there? Was said there? The was time. there someone on this station that may have done that as well? No, he was he laugh, he called to laugh, uh, tell okay. him how funny he thought that was. So, awesome. Um, that did that made me feel a little bit better about my uh, my misspeak there. So, uh, without further ado, let's uh, get to some Gwyn versus the fan. I like my theme music. 
If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, mm, mm, mm. now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Gwen versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Oh, it's so good because I was asked. I really don't know why I find that so hilarious, but it just it, it tickles me every time I hear Because <laughs> we win. We were asked by a, by a listener, you know, when, when it's Gwen versus the fans, you can't have a Chris versus the fans open. So I said, you know what? I got you. I'm going to work really hard on this I open, agree. too. <laughs> I, agree. I fully agree. Fully All right. Agree. The All rules right. of the program, Chris for, or Gwen versus the fans, I just did it. You have to make it through three questions. Each question is going to get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get the question wrong and Tony gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Tony gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. And if you're a first-time player, please let us know because you will get the first question for free. So let's start with Ted. He was the first person that called in today. Ted, what's up? How are you? Hello, Ted. What happened? First time player. First time player. First time player. All right, Ted. We go to question number that two. That was good, Scravy. We were we were in unison right there. Uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. And you you even reached to the heavens too when you did that. So that was even nice. That was very nice. All right, Ted. Question number two. What U.S. state? is credited with the invention of modern surfing. California. I'm sorry? No, wait. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hawaii. Hawaii is correct. I don't know what you said before, but I think it was incorrect. I thought he said California at first, but oh. he, got, yeah. he got it right. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, okay. Okay, no problem, no problem. You're still there. You, I didn't catch it, so it's all good. But here is question number three. I mean, you get this right, or Tony gets it wrong, and you are going to be qualified for all those prizes. Here we go. In 2007, what Philadelphia Philly set the record for most at-bats in a season? Most at-bats in a season? Yes. Two thousand seven. Gonna need an answer. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ted. Stay there. I don't know if Tony knows this one, but he probably may have even been on the team. Was this? Were you on the team? No, we oh, played okay. them the year after, though. Okay. Uh, for the year, this is not the year they won the year. This is the year before they won the World Series. I'm gonna have to say that's my guy, Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins is correct. Sorry about that, Ted. You know, I forgot when I made that question that Tony may have played on that team or at least played with him. <laughs> so that was pretty good, Tony. That was pretty good. Sorry, Ted. Thank All you. right. Thank you. We're back to the phone callers. Let's go to John and Temecula. John, it's been a couple, a little bit since you played. How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? I love the Gwen opener. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, John. Appreciate that. Thank I, you, John. I mean, I spent maybe like at least two minutes on two that seconds. Thing. <laughs> yeah, you didn't take two very seconds, long. Uh, 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 uh. That's, that's my favorite part, right there. All right, John. Here we go. Question number one. 
What legendary broadcaster called Dodger games from 1950 through 2016? Vince Gully. Vince Gully is correct. All right. I knew John would know that. Here we go. Question number two. Uh, uh, uh. What Colorado Rocky rookie hit seven home runs in his first six games? And this happened recently. What year? I don't know the year. I can't give you the year, but I, I gave you enough. I, I gave you Colorado Rocky rookie. Hit seven home runs okay. in uh, six games. Larry Walker? Larry Walker. Stay there, John. Tony? That would be Trevor Story, I believe it was. Trevor. Ah, uh, yeah. Thank you for calling, John. Have a great day, and thank you for liking the Gwyn versus the thank fans. Thank you, John. Open. Sorry. Uh, Trevor Story... I remember him doing that and it being like uh, me thinking like, man, this is the perfect name for this guy. I I was thinking to myself, dang, how lucky can the Rockies be? They get Troy Tulowitzki, <laughs> he leaves, they get Nolan Arenado, he leaves, Trevor Story shows up, he does this. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, that's true. I guess we think about two different things. I was thinking about his last <laughs> name and what he was doing and how it would be like, well, he's really creating a story. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> okay, let's go to our next contestant, Colin. What's up, Colin? Hey, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. well I know you've Colin. played before. This is, I believe, Colin, you are Jason Veritek, right? When you answer Jason Veritek? Yeah, that was me. Okay, so we got a good player here. Let's go to <laughs> question number one. What NBA player retired unexpectedly unexpectedly on November 7th, 1991? Uh, Michael Jordan. Oh, no, Colin. Tony? Irvin Magic Johnson. Sorry about that, Colin. Uh, I'm looking at the date November 7th. That must have been, like, maybe even the first game of the year or something like that. It was right before, you know, he missed the first game of the year. And if you remember, they kept they kept uh, kind of pushing it back, pushing it back. And then that news came. It was like, the, it was like I don't know if I've seen my dad sadder hmm. with it, other than the day that, that uh, Magic, Magic Johnson retired. Yeah, in, in days of like, in, in. I mean, you also have to remember. You also have to remember. It was like a at the time. It was like a. It was like a death sentence. Oh so yeah. You had this dude that was, had like brought back the game of basketball and was really, really revered. And and all of a sudden, you think he's going to die. Like, I mean, at that time, it was pretty. It was pretty immediate at the time. Yeah, I um actually I I for some reason remember this. It, it stuck with me, but it really it scared me because it was probably the first time that I had heard about. You know, AIDS and HIV and all that stuff, being as young as I was. So, all right. After that conversation, let's get to our next contestant. Uh, Steve in San Diego, you're up. How are you? I'm a little bit sadder now. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's bring you back up with the question number one, (laughs) Steve. Sorry about that. During which inning is Take Me Out to the Ball Game traditionally sung? Seventh. Seventh is correct. Not a big seventh good inning question, stretch Scrape. guy. Thank you. That was a good one, I know. Uh, it's, wow. Tony in the camera is like shaking his head like... Mm-mm-mm. 
Okay, question number two. <sighs> what player has the longest hitting streak in baseball history? Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio is correct. Nice job. Steve, I had to look back at your name. That's why it took me so long to say it. All right, question number three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always honest. <laughs> Um, here's one that I think is kind of crazy. Which team was Sammy Sosa facing when a pitch broke his bat, revealing illegal cork inside? Oh, man, I remember that happening. Was it the, was it the Reds? The Reds. The Reds. Oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's not the Reds. No, it's not the Reds. It's not the Reds. Are you? Be- you okay. might be behind. Um, man, I want to say it was the Devil Rays, aka the Rays. But yeah, I'm gonna go with Devil Rays. Devil Rays is wow, correct. That's insane. That is insane. Sorry, Steve. I, you know what? I remember because the panic that set in Sammy Sosa's brain. Oh my gosh! Like he was, he was, he was. He knew it was. He knew it was over. He knew it was over. <laughs> he knew he it was over. <laughs> he tried to go get it. Yeah, he did. I watched the video this morning. It was really funny. <laughs> he tried to go get his bat. He's like, he's like, oh no, oh no! Everybody's gonna know that I'm corking my bat. This is the worst. Okay. Tiebreaker, because we got a lot to fit in this hour with Chris coming back and all that stuff. Let's go to Daryl. Daryl, are you there? Yeah. How's right. it going? Good, Daryl. Have you ever played uh, the tiebreaker What's before? Daryl? Uh, yeah. Okay, you have. Good. That is a that is yeah. a plus here in this game. I'm gonna give. To- I'm gonna ask Tony a question. He's gonna give me a number. Daryl's gonna guess whether the actual number is higher or lower than Tony's guess. That's the best I've ever done. That, Tony. How long? It was. Was the shortest game in Major League Baseball history. I will tell you, it did take place in 1919. How long was the shortest game in Major League Baseball history? Hour and 20. Hour and 20 minutes. Daryl, is the actual answer higher or lower than an hour and 20 minutes? Uh, Lower. Lower. Good for you because that is correct. You have won. Stay on the line. I'm very excited. 51 minutes, 5-1 minutes. That's interesting. September 28th, 1919. We won't get a 50. The New York Giants defeated the Phillies 6-1 to in just 51 minutes. Man, what was the score? It didn't tell me, actually. That's a good point. I should have looked up the score. I'm going to go look up the score right now. Yeah, you do that. When we come back, you can uh, maybe give it to us or you can give Possibly. it to us at some point yes, whenever I will. you find it. Yes, I will. All right. Well, let's get to break. When we come back, um, what do we got when we come back, Chris? Well, Chris I will mean, be <laughs> Gravy. You, Chris will be back. And I know, I know Chris is coming back. Yes, and I think he wanted to talk NBA is what he texted us, so we'll talk about that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back at you again, Gwen and Chris, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Talking a little March Madness, a little NBA. San Diego State obviously getting ready for the conference tournament. Um, the NBA starting to make its stretch run towards post uh, for the postseason. Lakers in action tonight, uh, a game in which they will retire Powell Gasol's uniform. Uh, they take on the Grizzlies who are... Tony. Yes, I think so. He's you know got the he's European because stuff. Because he, he did so much overseas. Yeah, yeah. He, he did a ton overseas. He's got, you know, and that's the that's the difference between the NBA. Or I shouldn't be. It's not even the NBA Hall of Fame. It is the, the basketball, basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. So it, it can include things outside of the NBA, and I think that helps Powell's uh, resume. But for for the now, the Lakers – Tied for the last spot in the uh, t- last play-in spot for the NBA in action tonight against Memphis. Memphis will be without John ja Morant. Uh, I think they may be without Dylan Brooks as well. But um, either way, another game the Lakers got to win. Chris, they uh, had a nice performance from Anthony Davis, who's been on a tear the last four games in which he's been able to score thirty plus points. And although they're only two and two on those games, it certainly isn't. Uh, it certainly isn't without effort from, from him. Yeah, Anthony Davis is really starting to step up right now. He's trying to earn his way back onto that all-time 75-man team, right? I mean, they yeah. you know, they named him as one of the 75 greatest players in the history of basketball a couple of years ago during the 75th anniversary of the NBA. And then all of a sudden, once he got named to that list, he started playing like he didn't belong on that list. Uh, now we're finally starting to see him play like one of the best 75. I wonder, this is a weird, weird thought, Tony, and I don't mean anything personally by it, and, and not to say that they didn't get along, but I wonder if Russell Westbrook's exit has somehow helped Anthony Davis play better for the Lakers. I, It doesn't, it just might be that those two games clashed and didn't really mesh. When Westbrook was out there, Anthony Davis was out there, you know, Westbrook didn't play his greatest for the Lakers, Anthony Davis did not play his best when Westbrook was there. But now that Westbrook's not there, I don't know. Does, do you think that that could have anything to do with the fact that he started to play better? Or has he just put his mind to it lately? 
No, I mean, I don't know, you know how much time they really got on the floor together. I think this year might have been really the most the lengthiest amount of time they've been able to spend on the court and um I just think and, and at least from my observation there were a lot of easy buckets for for AD when Russ was there. So I I think the team success has obviously taken off and it's been a part of why uh I mean Anthony Davis has been a huge part of that, but I'm not sure if it's because of Westbrook or not. But I do know that he's playing with a with a different type of force than he seemingly have been playing. And I don't know if that's because he's finally healthy on his from his standpoint. Uh, but he has certainly been assertive. There was I, I heard Kevin Garnett talking about um, this point in time, right? Braun goes down. Uh, from his point of view, he thought the Lakers would, would sit back and see what Anthony Davis could do in terms of, you know, holding the fort down. Uh, and if he didn't live up to the expectation, in his mind, he was thinking that the Lakers may try to trade him this offseason. But uh, you can't argue with the last four games in terms of um, what he's been able to do. And it's not just on the offensive end. He's been a He's been a force on the defensive end, blocking shots and altering shots. Um, I, I think you got to be pretty pleased with what you've seen. Now, you like to win those games that he's playing so well in. You'd like your record to be a little bit better than 2-2 two and two, um, in games where he's played that well. But um, that has been the case. They got a chance to go to 3-2 and two against a team that's in front of them right now in the West. Um, and, and it's a game they need. So hopefully he can continue to play that way. What I would like to see from the Lakers is a little run here. You know, Tony, even though LeBron's out, we talked about the fact that he, the one thing he went out at the right time in the sense that they had ten of their next ten, uh, ten of twelve games at, at home. home, yeah, and they're right in the middle of that right now. I think this is the third game of their first five-game home stand, and then they play a couple on the road, and then they'll have another five-game home stand. So, um, you know, you got a you got a chance to get get well at home, but going into Sunday's game, I think they only had a five hundred record at home this year. So, you know, the home court yeah. hasn't been the answer for the Lakers. What's been the answer is when Davis is playing well and all these other new guys are starting to really mix in well. I, I, I think the Lakers did a much better job than people thought at the trade deadline. And, you know, I think it's going to start to pay off. I mean, if they can win just three or four in a row is all you need and they can move up into the top six or seven in the West and then they would have a little cushion heading down the stretch and a chance to get LeBron healthy. And, you know, I still am not sold on Denver I'm not. I'm not saying they're not a bad team. I think they're a good team, but I think they're beatable. I think the one team that's going to be really tough to beat in the West now is Phoenix. I mean, Durant adding to Booker is just making it almost impossible to beat that Phoenix club. I think Golden State, if they're healthy, still has a chance in the West. But the Lakers, <laughs> I, I, I mean, have we ever gotten to this point in the season? where it's early in March and a team that is not even in a playoff position still is a team that you have to consider in terms of making it all the way to the NBA Finals. That's never happened before. Usually by now, if you're not in the yeah, top, no. top three or four, you're not going to make it. And that's what makes this, you know, conference, the Western Conference so intriguing this year is that nobody has pulled away or, or, or ran away and hid where things where you could stop having conversations about about it because quite frankly the part of the only reason why the Lakers were having this conversation about the Lakers is because the other teams haven't played any better <laughs> and so here we are 
they're they're right in the mix of things and um they they they're gonna have a chance i mean the pieces that rob palinka brought in for as much as um he was criticized have seemingly fit perfectly uh, and i think more importantly he waited till the perfect time to trade russell westbrook i don't know that those same pieces are available um at the time when you know there was a lot of talk about um trading him i think he waited till the right time and got the bang for his buck basically and uh, i think he's put this team in a good situation to have a chance to win i think he's done a good job i, I will say this tony I, I mean other than phoenix i really think the better teams are still in the eastern conference right now doesn't mean that the yeah, west can't win the nba finals but i mean you're looking at you know boston which has lost back-to-back heartbreak games in overtime went to the knicks and went to cleveland but they're still there. Milwaukee just had a 16-game winning streak. Philadelphia scored 147 points last night. James Harden had 20 assists. They're playing brilliant. Cleveland's had a great year. The Knicks, surprisingly, have won, I think, nine in a row, if I'm not mistaken. The Knicks are on fire. So it's looking yeah. like the Eastern yeah. Conference has the better top-end teams, whereas the West is more wide open right at this point. Certainly certainly more consistent than the Western Conference is, which is, means you can put a little more uh, faith into them. All right, uh, that's going to do it for now. We're going to get to break. More Gwen and Chris on the way. 4.33 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr. Chris, El- Chris Ello to join us shortly, Matt Scraby. While we wait for Chris uh, so we can do this Big Five, I got to say, man, my antennas are quite high. Oh, yes? Why? Lamar Jackson has been given the non-exclusive franchise tag. Yes, he has. And the same quarterback-hungry teams that we have been listing for months now are suspiciously not in on Lamar Jackson, Hmm. who is an MVP, who has led the league in touchdowns, who is 26 years of age, and is hold on let me make sure i have this number right because i don't want to mess it up it's a very important part of the conversation 45 and 16 as yes, a starter 16. I, mean, I, I believe it is yep hmm i must say i think this is uh this is an effort for these teams not to let fully guaranteed contracts become a thing Oh. It's one thing to let this outlier, Deshaun Watson, who, you know, really, of all the quarterbacks, probably deserved it the least. And Kirk Cousins. Get a fully guaranteed. He's also a fully guaranteed guy. But if you continue to keep making this thing a habit, guess what? Fully guaranteed contracts are coming on the way. And so, I don't know. That's just my Didn't theory. think about it like that, honestly. I, I didn't know what to think because – Teams are just like, nope, we're good. Nope, we're good. And then meanwhile, the Falcons like, have like it, all Desmond at the same Ritter. time. Yeah, like come on, at the same time, like knock it off. Something, something, it's something fishy. that smell right. All right, let's get to break. Uh, or let's not get to break. Let's get to uh, our big five. 
because Chris is ready to roll. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Well, guys, I just got to say, I spent a lot of our prep time today. Wow, I'm looking in the Zoom camera, and Tony is rocking out, like, more so than I've ever seen him rock out before. That was amazing. That was just a, a cold grape in the back of my molar there. Oh, oh, it wasn't a rock out move no, for the music. No, it, just, it was hurt. It was really cold. Uh, well, you know, I spent a lot of the time prepping today uh, looking for audio for the Big Five that I never ended up finding. I even, I'll, I'll get to what I sat through an hour and 40 minutes of just to find this one clip and I never found it. But with that being in mind. Number five. No audio in this cl- in this uh topic for the Big Five. I was reading Dennis Lynn's mailbag on The Athletic, and I came across a question he answered about something I haven't really put much thought into at all. Bob Melvin is under contract through the 2024 season, and Dennis Lynn writes his opinion is he doesn't know if Bo Mel will want to manage much longer after his contract expires. He's not saying he's going to retire or anything like that. He's just saying he's just putting it out there. So let's assume Bo Mel wants to be the manager for a while. Tony, when do the Padres extend him? Um, sometime before next season. What you don't, <laughs> what a manager doesn't like to, what a manager doesn't like to do. So you said twenty twenty four. So that's he's he through has next this year. season yeah. and next season. Yeah. So what a manager doesn't like is to be managing in a basically a lame duck. Uh, season yeah. where he is um, doesn't have any security beyond that year. I, I think it makes it tougher to manage in some ways, right? Because players don't know if you're even returning for the following years. Uh, so yeah, sometime between now and before the beginning of next season starts, if he wants to to manage, you certainly want to extend him in that time. Chris, what do you think about Bo Mel? Well, I think they're going to extend him right after the uh, parade is over this season. Yeah, they would have to if they're parading around. Absolutely. After they win his World Series and uh, we finally get our parade in San Diego, I think at the press conference he announced that Bob Melvin has been signed to a contract extension. After all, I mean, this is Shangri-La we're living in right now with the Padres. Everything's (laughs) going wonderfully. So why not keep the good times rolling? So. Um, but no, I agree with Tony. If he does want to continue managing and you want him to continue managing, which I think will be the case, or at least the second part of that I think will be the case, then you actually you have to extend him after Latin next season. You can't have him manage 2024 as a lame duck. So uh, nothing good ever comes out of that in Major League Baseball or any other sport when 
players know a coach may be on his way out or might be retired. You know, now if he says he's going to retire after 2024, that's a different story. But I think that's yeah, all way down the yeah. road, obviously. Uh, one thing I think they could do on the parade route that would be fun is put up a, bo- a Bowmel float where he just keeps signing an extension as he passes all the people and, you know, he throws <laughs> them out to people as he's going by. I think that would be awesome. Padres, yeah. uh, listen, listen up. I have some great parade ideas. Number four. This was suggested by our good friend, Esty Lifer fan, and I'm really glad that he did suggest this. This is one of those things where I tried to find audio, couldn't find it. But like it or not, Rory McIlroy is going to go down as one of the faces of rethinking the PGA Tour. And in my opinion, he says a lot of things that I agree with. But over the weekend, he had golf fans telling him that he was wrong. Kurt Gamma got his first tour win at Bay Hill amidst the struggle to make birdies at the top. When Rory was asked about whether he felt the atmosphere out there late, he said, Yeah, I certainly felt it on the golf uh, course, so I'm sure it was pretty good to watch. It's hard because the lead's changing hands with guys making bogeys, not really making birdies. So don't know how people find that entertainment value. But it was a great back nine. It was great to be involved with, end quote. So, Chris, you're going to be up first here. And I got to say, I meant to bring this up yesterday. That was the best golf tournament I've watched this year. It was awesome. There were putts being like they, they would stop maybe a centimeter before it would fall and the whole stuff like that. Anyway, Chris, um, is it more entertaining to watch the pros struggle down the stretch or would you rather see a shootout with birdie after birdie? Uh, there's no question I would rather see a, a, a tournament where it's much more difficult to make birdie. Uh, you know, because then you get a little of both. I mean, you get yeah. their greatness, which is to see them conquer the golf course, but you also see the golf course conquer them from time to time. I, I, I think one of the reasons why the U.S. Open is such a such an amazing draw, an amazing event to watch is because they always make the course impossible. And for most of us, golf is impossible. That's what we identify with. So I do have to totally disagree with Rory here, and I can understand why people are disagreeing with him. We don't want to see anybody shoot plus 10, Yeah. but we we love it when somebody shoots minus 3 and has to work really hard to get there. Uh, I think that makes for the greatest greatest of all golf, and I too watched uh, a lot of that tournament on Sunday. And I thought it was unbelievably exciting with guys going up and down in the scorecard, you know, from minus seven to minus eight, back to minus seven. It made it very interesting to me. And uh, I think Rory is just a little bitter at the end because he missed on a couple of birdie chances. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. And Chris, um, I'm going to save that clip forever. You just found, you just said you found golf very entertaining. So (laughs) yeah, well, that's what happens when you're sitting in a hotel room for four days. (laughs) Uh, Tony, what do you think? Do you think it's better when the pros struggle down the stretch or would you rather see a shootout with birdie after birdie? I think all drama on the course is good drama. You know, so it, whether it's guys birdieing, you know, going neck and neck, trading birdies, or whether it's a struggle, and I think the struggle is a little more compelling for the same reasons Chris gave that, you know, it, it brings us a little bit closer to them, right? We, we can relate a little bit missing a putt, um, and, and, and then maybe, you, as he said, you get their greatness all in the same kind of uh all in the same kind of ball there where they can come back and birdie another hole so yeah i think all the drama is good but i think chris is right when it's when they struggle a little bit more i think we all uh it's a little more compelling 
Yeah. The uh, Full Swing documentary, by the way, from Netflix about the PGA Tour has been greenlit for season. Everybody's talking about this. Greenlit for season number two, the Rory episode. Watched last night. Very good episode. Very good episode. Oh, oh, good to know, Scrape. Chris, 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 you know, Lori loves this show. She's in, she watches She's it making all the me time. watch it. She's a total fan of this show. And, oh. Uh, I told you that uh, my new my new favorite golfer, Scraby, is Joel Damon. Yes, that's right. Who was the no-name that they did an entire show about. I think it was episode four. A no-name golfer who's ranked 70th in the world and just has no designs on trying to get his ranking higher. It was a very interesting, <laughs> very interesting piece. He basically said, I know I'm not good enough to get to where those guys are at so i'm yeah. gonna be cool with where i'm at right here but he's good enough yet. to be where he's at yeah so it's 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 amazing that he doesn't want to put in the extra effort to try to improve himself <laughs> it was a very interesting story it was number three all right the other audio piece this is what i sat through almost an hour and 40 minutes of and it was bill ma is it bill mar or maher it's mar right yeah, Mar. Mar. Okay, so he did an interview with Bob Costas on his uh, podcast, the Club Random Podcast, and they were talking, and I tried so hard to find this sound clip of Bob Costas, but I could not find it. I guess a lot of people were very upset and thought he was pretty terrible when he called the ALDS between the Yankees and the Guardians on TBS last year. It was his first uh, MLB playoff series since 2000. And Costas said, you know, he kind of agreed with the assessment that he wasn't very good. He said on the podcast, sort of like a pitcher who still has good stuff, but somehow, as they say, he didn't have command that night. I could feel it. In the first five or six innings of the first game, it's the same philosophy, same approach, but I wasn't nailing it. It didn't have the same flow and rhythm to it. There were a few awkward moments. I hadn't worked that much with Ron Darling, only two or three games. Very smart guy and a guy I really like, end quote. So he is uh, saying he stunk. Tony, where is Bob Costas in the broadcaster rankings of all time? And while you're thinking, I also liked when I t- when I typed in tw- on t- into Twitter, Bob Costas, there's a pink guy account, a Bob Costas pink guy. So that's great, too. Uh, Tony, wh- where do you think he ranks? How did you come up with this question? This, I came this... across it because there's a bunch of headlines saying he he because Mike Francesa was very big into saying that he stunk, and then Bill Maher, or it came up in that in the in the conversation. So that's where I came up with this. Yeah, where is Bob? I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due, right? Bob has been, you know, the guy for a very very long time. Um, I didn't really listen to the ALDS from Bob. Uh, I know you Ron is... things you were doing at the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Kind I know Ron is, Ron is wonderful. And a lot of times the game might have been on. I just didn't have the sound on because you're getting ready for our game. That's a tough one, man. I, I, I don't know where Bob is at now, uh, but certainly in the past he has been uh, one of the one of the better one of the Top tenor? Yeah, I mean, at times, for sure, he was a top tenner. But I'm talking uh, I about right list- now, like, overall list. Mount Rushmore of broadcasters. Oh, man. <laughs> Tony can't do it. Chris, do you... Do, do, I don't do you, know. I, I wish everybody could see Tony's face because he's just staring at the ceiling. Chris, do you have a ranking for Bob Costas? Yeah, I'll let Chris go first. And I bring- well, I think well, uh, I'll, I'll give it my best shot. I, I think Bob Costas is a, is a borderline... Hall of Fame broadcaster, and I don't mean borderline in a negative sense. I mean 
that when I list all of the Hall of Fame broadcasters, I think Bob Costas is in the Hall of Fame, but I don't think he's at the top of the list with Vin Scully, Marv Albert, Dick Enberg, Kurt Gowdy, you know, some of the unbelievable voices, Pat Summerall in the history of sports. But Bob Costas, nonetheless, is still a Hall of Famer. I mean, I think he's done some of the biggest events. When you when you factor in his ability to host, as he does at the Olympic Games, and as he does, uh, or he did at the NBA Finals before taking over the play-by-play broadcasting. As a matter of fact, he called Michael Jordan's final shot for the Bulls. So yes, he did. Uh, you know, Bob Costas has had some pretty big moments as a broadcaster, and I just think he's a Hall of Famer. I just don't think he's the tip-top Hall of Famer, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. As far as where he is right now, he's probably not very good, as he said. (laughs) I don't think he said that about his current ranking. I think he said that about the game he called. But um, To to Chris's point, I think that's why I had a difficult time with how to explain it, because I think of Bob Costas in that, I guess, old guard of the guys that he just named, and he certainly, for me, wasn't at the top of that list, but he—he—he's. I think Chris put it perfectly. He's—he is a Hall of Famer, ultimately. Uh, but where he is right now, I mean, this is kind of like, you know, when when my man Kobe Bryant was at like the last couple of years. Like, I know at one point he was like the dude. He's not like the dude right now, as he is, you know, at the end. I think he's coming to terms with that too, because watching this podcast that I didn't really need to watch all hour and 40 minutes to find this clip but he he kind of is accepting of it I think. They did a lot of um, reminiscing of the old days and how it used to go down and they actually did say some stuff about cancel culture that I agreed with. But we us us three have a pretty good story about Bob Costas when we went to the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown the engineer that we were traveling with was slighted by Bob Costas. And the engineer, remember this, guys? He will never, <laughs> ever forgive Bob Costas for stepping in front of him in line. Like, I guess the engineer was waiting in line. And, he was so mad. And Bob Costas so comes up and kind of does the, hey, I'm Bob Costas. And our engineer was just besides himself. That he now, that, by the way, that was the story secondhand. Oh, like, that is we got true. That, we, did, you know, we weren't there to see it, but... I do remember. Uh, I do remember our engineer being quite perturbed. <laughs> it was really funny. He was going after everybody on that trip. He was talking about <laughs> the white balance on a TV camera, all this good stuff. Anyway, number two. Now, Tom Brady might not be done after all. Oh, I've been trying to it. stay away from this whole thing, but the rumors and the talk is growing and oh, growing and come growing. Come on. And Rich Eisen now is porting. That he has talked to people in Indianapolis during the combine saying that Tom Brady might not be quote unquote done after all. Folks are saying keep an eye on Miami, Chris, for Tom Brady. Tom Brady tried to put a ru- or put the end to the rumor uh, when he t- quote tweeted a tweet about this, saying anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two month old kitten for their daughter. Which I I think is funny because you know Tom Brady's trying to embrace this dad life thing, and I I heard he was going to be a comedian too, so maybe that's up his alley. But um, Chris, you're up first. Do you think Tom Brady will stay retired? Yes, I do, and uh, I think this is really ridiculous. Honestly, I mean, if you talk to enough people at an NFL scouting combine, you'll be able to find one person, one you know somewhere 
that is dumb enough to believe that Tom Brady's really going to come back. I, I don't know how desperate the Dolphins are for a quarterback. I don't know what the hell situation is with Tua, but Brady's not going to play anymore. So that, that, that ship has sailed, and I'm pretty sure everybody thinks that, even the Dolphins. Tony, Tom Brady yeah. staying retired? He's staying retired, man. Tom, Tom is uh, off into the sunset. I was just going to say, if Tom Brady ends up signing with the Dolphins, you and I are going to never hear the end of it. Yeah, no, we won't, but I don't think he will. And I think Scraby's going to unretire Tom Brady. This is now his second time unretiring him. He's going to unretire him. No, 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 no. I did not not bring the story forward until Tom Brady himself put himself into the story. You know, any time this story has any breath at all, you are going to bring it to I will report what Tom Brady says. Yeah. Okay. Tom Brady said he's Tom Brady said he's staying retired, but you he didn't reported say that. as if he is. Yes, he did. He said anyone thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two month old kid and for their daughter. I don't see the. I am not coming back, so we'll continue to keep our eyes out. I found out something about someone I knew that blew my mind, guys. They were on their lunch break at work. And this is a scraby thing, by the way, and wanted to go out to their car and listen to us to get caught up on Padres news he may have missed while he was working. I don't think that's weird, obviously, but what is extremely strange is this person didn't get into the driver's seat to sit and listen. He got to the passenger seat to sit and listen. And this blew my mind. I don't know if I've ever thought about going to that side when I am the only one in the car. So, Tony, is this weird to go to the passenger seat to listen? Or is it a scravy problem? Because I cannot get over this. I can't believe this is a real question. It is, because it's so strange. What, what question this... did this what question did this beat out to get on the list, I wonder? Um, I can only other... imagine how bad that question was. A couple other Nobel Peace Prize winning questions. Oh my gosh. Scraby, uh no, it's not weird. That's not to, weird? To get in on the passenger side to listen to some music in your car? No, he was listening to us to get caught up on Padres news. Where were you? Was was he was he driving? Did he need to go somewhere? Where were you? No, he was on his lunch break. Okay, that's my point. He was sitting I mean, in his car at his lunch break. I, I don't know. Maybe it's it's a little more comfortable to not have a steering wheel in your lap. You know, while you listen to music, while you there listen you to the radio. I mean, there's all kinds of good reasons why you may not want to sit in the driver's seat if you're not actually going to drive. You know, this is the, never mind, Chris. What do you what do you have to say here? Well, I think the guy really blew it. I think the guy should have just laid down in his back seat and really relaxed. <laughs> See, I knew Chris would be one of these guys. <laughs> Chris, you would be the passenger seat guy, wouldn't you? I'm just saying, I would have why? no problem doing that. Zero, zero problem. That Although I just... will say this, I will say this in Scraby's defense: if you're sitting on the passenger side in your own car. It can be a little more difficult to operate some of the buttons because you're used to operating them all from the other side. It is on yeah. the other side. It is. So that yeah. would be an adjustment you'd have to make. It would also be weird if you sat in the passenger seat. So I'm glad yeah. we finally put an end to it. Passenger seat sitting is weird when you're listening to us. Oh, nobody said that. On the radio. All right, Chris, you are off to call Aztecs Women's Basketball. Tony and I will be with you in the happy hour. That's coming up next on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 